Nice, nice. Yes. What is up, gamers? <laughs> hey, gamers. Hey, ga- bruh, what's up, bruh, gamers? Bruh. Welcome back to the Brain Boggle Podcast Gaming Edition. Uh, <laughs> today, we're going to be talking about Last of Us 2. Is this some SJW shill game? <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, God. Wow. No, we're not actually uh, going to be talking about that at all. Although uh, I yeah, wish we, we were. Ta- we already talked about that before yeah, we, were uh, we started about recording. That <laughs> we should do a bonus up of The Last of Us Part 2, but we have to wait until Jack plays The Last of Us 1 and yeah, Last of Us Yeah, maybe we could break it up into like a Part <laughs> yeah. 1 and a Part 2. So. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, that's yeah, a good idea. For that. We could do two, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, what we're talking about today is not nearly as fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um,. Yeah, I guess um, let's kind of just dive in. Um, I'm your Bouja Hadin B, Brent. Oh wow! So I can use the I can use the B. I picked the, I picked a more obscure <laughs> one so you could use oh. the actual topic because I oh, figured here, you probably wouldn't know as much. I'll go, I'll go next then. <laughs> okay, okay Jack, go ahead. I'm your um, I'm your Juggalo J because it sounds similar <laughs> to the topic. It sure I does. Am, yeah, your Juggalo J, Jack. And I am not actually, but for the sake of the title of the show, am your Boogaloo Boy B, Bobby. Yes. I don't know. But I'm not anything. really a Boogaloo Boy. I just want you all to know that. Yeah, yeah. So um, what what do either you boys know about this, if anything? I know, Bobby, you and I talked about it a little bit at work the other day. But, I don't uh, really know that much about this subject. <laughs> I, the, I've heard, like... Boogaloo is like, like oh, elect like uh, blank blank two electric boogaloo. Right, um, right. But I've never, I don't, I've never heard boogaloo in like. I have no idea. I, I don't. I've never even heard of boogaloo. Okay, can I get, yeah, can so, I get my guess? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So based on our conversations, I I believe a boogaloo is like some form of um you know person who is against civil rights movements and kind of I was going to say based creates... on the way you guys have been talking about it it sounds sort of alt right yeah, yeah like i a... mean it's def it's definitely alt right i mean there there is some there is some nebulousness to this sort of belief system or group of people mm. but um there's definitely a lot of alt right alt rightiness in it <laughs> So Ooh. you're not you're not wrong, Bobby, but there's definitely way more to it Ooh. than day, just that. Day so, after the um, Trump rally, too. Yeah, I know it's going to be that, tremendous. We're going to fill out the entire stadium. Did you know was, it was? It was great to see that key that the K-pop stands just like totally trolled them no, into thinking there's going to be like a million people and the, no. the, the TikTokers. No. Here's the best part about that is yeah. that there was an official tweet from Trump's campaign manager saying. To all of these TikTokers and K-pop stands who think they trolled us by by reserving a bunch of bogus seats, first off, we weed out fake phone numbers and fake reservations, and second off, it's 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 general admission, so you can't even really reserve a seat. And then mm. everyone was like, "Oh, so it actually wasn't people trolling you? People just didn't show up," which is <laughs> arguably worse. even worse. It's worse, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that was them trying to cover up because the thing is, like, they were for you know days leading up to this tweet, like we have like 
over a million people who want to come, you know, yeah, they're like they were like putting all that shit out there. And then when, when they had egg on their face, they're like, well, actually, you know, that's, you know, not actual seating yeah. units, general mission or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, well, you still only got like 6,000 people out. Yeah. So, yeah, dude. I, I, they, they had to, they had it's to still, cancel. It's still the... too many. It's still too many yeah, for yeah. basically like a racist parade, but, you know, <laughs> but dude, it's, you know, the fact that it was in good. Tulsa, like, it was in Tulsa, which, like, Oklahoma, one of the most like deep red states mm. in the country, like, it's 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 a little bit encouraging to see so like to sure. see a very very Republican state not have that great not show up of you know? a turnout and it's like again like there are many extenuating circumstances like not wanting to like even though these people do support Trump like some of them do believe COVID is a real threat um, yeah so I mean pretty you. much most polling shows that like the majority of Americans are like oh no this is like a serious thing you know yeah so it's like, funny I saw a tweet that was like. Uh, yeah, the Wiggles played that same stadium, and they sold out, and every single dude. seat was filled. <laughs> the Wiggles—that's because the Wiggles, dude. The Wiggles are sick, man. But They're like dope. we, yeah, no, I wasn't gonna say anything. I don't okay. know why I started. <laughs> I, I was gonna say like you know the whole Tulsa thing. Um, I am I'm looking into the Tulsa massacre, which is something that is not learned about enough, and I think that yeah. for the next episode we'll yeah. be talking about that. Um. But yeah, it's just crazy. Like, I, I, I'm. It is encouraging to see how little people showed up. But mm-hmm. just the fact that it happened but there yeah. on Juneteenth, like, yeah, it's crazy. I know, like, technically uh, the day after, which right, was right. Good. But I mean, not. I mean, no, still, like, like, still. No, it hundred percent was. Are you kidding me? No, I thought that, <laughs> yeah. that he moved it because of other reasons. Or okay, did, I'm sure whatever the stated reasons are, like obvious like it was in Tulsa the day after Juneteenth, he's yeah. like the fascist leader of the alt right allegedly, don't sue me Trump. I know how fragile <laughs> your ego is. Um yeah, no, just just to clarify, like I know it was I, I yeah, definitely yeah, know yeah. it was on purpose. Oh, they def- they for, definitely picked that date yeah, on purpose. At yeah. the very least like Steve Miller, his like literal Nazi who was like Yeah. Mm- in his cabinet, I'm sure had at least something to say about that. Yeah, for what sure. I was wondering is if, like, they... I thought it was originally set to be on Friday. It was, which and is Juneteenth. Did yeah. they move yeah. it on purpose? They moved it probably because there... I don't know. I mean, there, there was, like, a, a pretty big uproar. Protests. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Was, yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about. Well, I mean, we're done talking. <laughs> I mean, about not a, we're not exactly talking about that, but this is definitely like adjacent to that. So, what we're talking about is Boogaloo or the Boogaloo Boys. They go by a bunch of different names. <laughs> the Boogaloo, um, the Electric Come Boogaloo. On. Yeah. So, but yeah, Nazism you say, you know, too. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing, Jack, is you <laughs> stating that is also not a wrong thing about them. That is sort of where they get their moniker Boogaloo from. No but, way. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, we'll, we'll understand why when I explain okay. exactly what it is these guys are all about. So in case you don't know, I mean, and then for myself, just to kind of speak to, I had never heard of this before up until the, like this past year. And it, it was something that kept kind of coming up this, this fucking hellfire of a year we've been having. <laughs> when I was going through and doing my research, I was shocked to find out how many different like places these guys have showed up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that did happen this year, didn't mm. it? Huh?" You know, it was it 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 will all kind of like you know make more sense as we go. But first, let me just like explain who these guys are. So, the Boogaloo Movement, also known as the Boogaloo Boys, is a loosely organized American far right extremist movement. Um, the participants the participants generally identify as libertarian civil militia 
and say that they are prepping for a second American Civil War, which they call the Boogaloo. Oh, and the oh, reason they call it the God. Boogaloo is because of the movie Breaking, Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Um, the, the 1984 <laughs> film that no. was like a sequel about breakdancing. So they basically co-opted that to be about like a second Civil War, Civil War II Electric Boogaloo. Oh and eventually it became God. shorthanded into Boogaloo. Now, do they call themselves the Boogaloo Boys or is it just what other people call them? No, they call themselves Boogaloo Boys. They're <laughs> total fucking sucks. rubes. It's the worst. It's the worst, but it gets so much worse as we go, unfortunately. <laughs> like I said, buckle up, people. This is not going to be oh necessarily a fun God. one. Um, <laughs> Um, so widespread use of the term boogaloo, um, uh, dates from late 2019 and adherents of boogaloo use the term, including variations. So, um, that, which they've had to come up with to avoid social media crackdowns because now they're becoming more well-known, like the various, uh, social media platforms are trying to crack down on them. But so, Mm -hmm. um, they, the term uh, boogaloo is to refer to violent uprisings against the federal government government or left-wing opponents. So, I mean, this group is primarily right-wing yeah. uh, extremists. And one of the big things that they are concerned over, and one of the reasons why they want a second Civil War is over Second Amendment rights. That's, like, one of their big deals. Uh, okay. Which is, you know, one of these topics that's just sort of been weirdly festering in this country for, like, the last 30 years. Mm. It, I, I don't know if I've, I think I've brought up the Overton window before on this podcast, maybe once or twice. Yeah. But, um, I um, don't remember. It's basically this like political science concept that you have, you know, your, your far left and your far right um, sections of the political spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. And so the concept of the Overton window basically is to sort of, it's meant to sort of illustrate this idea that if you, put ideas out there that are like very far to an extreme that you want to get to mm-hmm. what you do is are you put out these ideas that are like really far of whatever side that you actually want to get to so that when people first oh. hear it they react like whoa 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 what are you talking about that's crazy oh, and then you'll yeah. be like okay well you know yeah, sure maybe that's a little extreme but if we just take like one step back from that i think this is more reasonable and then people it makes it more palatable like to people over almost. time yeah like negotiations so like this, with like yeah, money yeah and stuff. you go in like really with a really hard idea people kind of push back to that you're like okay yeah maybe that's extreme but you know if you think about it this way and you take like one step or two steps back from that really this is all we want and yeah, so yeah. so it's a way to like this, push your agenda in a way that they right seems and what extreme. it does is it forces whatever the opposition is to that this are sort of slowly have to move closer and closer to the further side of the spectrum that you want to get to. Because if you keep coming out with more and more extreme ideas, but then step it back a little bit to try to bring the other side to you, mm-hmm. you keep pulling them further and further to whatever side you're trying to get them to. Right. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So this idea of, like, the gov- the Second Amendment is, like, out being attacked and, like, the government is coming for your guns is this sort of, like idea that's been sort of seeded out there for a long time has been sort of used as sort of sort of overton window sort of tactic to sort of more radicalize more far-right ideas so yeah. it keeps saying like oh the government's coming for guns but then they're like oh well okay maybe that's not true but you know these gun you know restriction laws are just maybe a little too extreme don't you think i think we should loosen some of this stuff yeah, yeah. and so you get more people who are like yeah okay you know maybe we shouldn't all form militias and try to overthrow the government but you're right i shouldn't be 
not allowed to have a tank, you know? And it's like, <laughs> so, yeah. like, it's just the, the window keeps getting pushed and pushed. And yeah. obviously, you know, in the last four years, um, the Overton window to the push to the far right has sort of like been on speed, you know, mm-hmm. under the Trump administration. So mm-hmm. in these like last four years, we've seen like a huge acceleration in, um, militia groups and paramilitary groups sort of rising up in the u.s and sort of far-right terrorism pretty much at this point yeah and so these boogaloo boys sort of uh fall into this camp a bit so um yeah so one of their big things is obviously the government confiscating their guns so they obviously don't want that so they think the best solution to dealing with that is overthrowing the government by starting a second civil war that's kind of their whole deal so, um, the specific ideology of each group varies. So, there are different, like, smaller groups that identify with Boogaloo or call, consider themselves Boogaloo boys. Um, but the vast majority of the groups um, are would be fall under groups of, like, white supremacy or neo-Nazi groups who believe that impending unrest will be, will cause um, a race war. But, you know, not every single one of them believes this, but this is, like, kind of, like, the face of it that's sort of been manifesting itself more recently this more yeah. this extreme alt-right uh grossness yeah because i was gonna say i'm not i'm not entirely against overthrowing the current government you know <laughs> but it depends on it depends on what we're overthrowing it for yeah you know? right and so white supremacist race war is not what i would want <laughs> to overthrow it for yeah a lot of these groups basically like won't basically want to overthrow the u.s government to install sort of like a fascist sort of regime and they call themselves libertarians yeah it's some of them consider themselves libertarians other ones are like straight up neo-nazis you know yeah um there is some wiggle room there but they're all a lot of them are going towards the end goal of overthrowing the current government yeah nice it's it's very sloppy and weird and fucked up, but um, so yeah, there are some who s- say they're they are not white supremacists, but um, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, a look at the movement's origins and its online communities make it clear that its politics are much more complicated than straightforward libertarianism, and that few of its adherents are interested in aligning with causes like black lives matter or anti-fascist protests against priest brutality and yeah. i mentioned this because they've sort of been showing up at a lot of protests recently yeah. but we'll we'll get there later because um there definitely seems like they're showing up for the wrong reasons um so um over roughly the last month at least seven men associated with the boogaloo movement have been arrested for possession of weapons and plotting violent attacks Three were arrested in Las Vegas after plotting to terrorize protesters and attack other targets, including a power substation. According to a criminal complaint, they wanted to create a chaotic and confusing scene for the upcoming protest in order to force the government to show its hand. That's in quotes. The other men associated with the Boogaloo movement who have been arrested have been in places like Texas, Colorado, Ohio, and California. Just so far yeah um, and th- there's been other developing stories too there's a situation that's been happening in minneapolis recently where there's been a bunch of shootings we don't really know yet what's happening with those um but there's Wait. been a lot of movement on the boogaloo front so that so their goal with inciting like basically inciting riots amongst black mm-hmm. lives matter protests right right their their goal with this is to get the 
government to show its oppressive force in order to yeah, spark I- a civil war potentially because because it's it's these are like like this group so far sounds like they're proving that the enemy of my enemy is my friend is completely false because mm-hmm. they if they're and if they're if they're not with black lives matter but they're trying because like you hear stories about how like oh there were state agents who were sent in to incite riots to get to make black lives matter protesters look violent but these mm-hmm. guys are trying to incite riots to make the police respond and make the government look violent yeah it's it's weird because again it's hard to fully understand their motives because some of them legit want a race war and so it doesn't matter how they start it. They want violence between the police and, you know, protesters. Yeah. Um, they just want violence in general to break out so that, you know, more un- instability, more upheaval. Yeah. Um, a lot of, basically sort of like let the two sides of it sort of like fight each other out so they can, can start create like a power vacuum that they can sort yeah. of come yeah. in and take over. So it has less to do with their actual beliefs. Like they don't care which way it goes. They just want it to be more chaotic well if they want the right. race war it sounds like they want yeah it depends like... <laughs> it, again like it's very like weird because like there's multiple factions of yeah. it but again the majority of them seem to be white nationalists so obviously they want you know whites Hashtag to be in power not, not all boogaloo boys <laughs> yeah, yeah i i, I watched some God. youtube videos and that it's definitely some shit that you heat the funny thing is, if you try to find you, any YouTube videos like talking about what Boogaloo is, it's all just videos from Boogaloo boys talking <laughs> oh. about how like people don't get what Boogaloo actually is or whatever. And it's interesting. It's it's fucking absurd. Yeah. It's just, like some of them, are like okay, like I I was watching one where literally a dude was like, you know, everyone's trying to act like we're a bunch of racists, white supremacists, whatever. I'm like, Psh, okay. And that was their defense. <laughs> Dude, dude. I was like, wait, what? That's it? If you hear like like far right, alt right conservative like arguments, it's always just like like their counterpoints are always just no. Suck it up. Yeah, like no, that's not true. There's no actual argument. It's (laughs) just like no. It's just no, that's not true. It's like okay. uh, You can't point to anything that shows that it's not true. Or if it's it's, it'll be like a question answer with a question, like, well, what do you think? Like well, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's like what? well, why shouldn't we? <laughs> kind of thing. It's like it's, this yeah, is what it happens absurd. when when everybody has the ability to have a platform. I mean, look yeah. at us. We're three goons who have a platform. <laughs> like anyone can right. have a platform, and so it's crazy Dude, that these I've been people do. Oh, yeah, now. keep going. No, oh yeah, I will, I was just saying. Like I've been talking to Leah like recently about this, and I'm like, well, um, like I'm like the internet was was a mistake the internet should have never been invented um and it's like because every like the internet is so toxic everyone has a platform everyone thinks that that people care what they have to say which is incredibly ironic being one of the hosts of a podcast but like yeah but on the other end of that spectrum it's like you know people people that otherwise would never get their voice heard have the ability to get their voice heard now like it, this whole yeah. it cuts both ways yeah, because it like yeah. it's been very important with what's happening right now with black lives matter us the fact that we all have phones in our mm. pocket that are high def cameras and we can literally record injustice yeah. happening in real time and share it to social media where people can see it 
is a huge thing. But I also know what you mean because it is. It also cuts the other way where you have people who have no business yeah. ha- saying anything yeah. about anything, just spouting nonsense out onto the internet and finding yeah. an audience to yeah. listen to it. And I feel like almost anyone can seem personable. Like if you like see them in front of a camera and they're like, "No, no, yeah. it's actually a really good thing." Like, let me explain it. Like. Young well, dude, impressionable minds will see that and be like, "Oh, this guy's normal." Yeah, I mean, you see it with like young, like Ben Shapiro bros and yeah. stuff. Uh, like they're all ben like, Shapiro. "Oh, fat facts don't care about your feelings." It's like if you <laughs> actually listen to Ben Shapiro's arguments, they are nonsense. This the worst. This man said <laughs> that if the sea levels rose and destroyed seafront property and homes, he was like. You don't think that those people are just going to move away and sell their houses? And it's like, who are they going to sell them to, Ben? Right. Like, mm. what are you talking Who's about? Who's going to buy a house that's going to be underwater in a week? <laughs> yeah. And what, what are the consequences that, that go along with that? You know, like farmland and, and people's livelihoods that have yeah. been on islands for generations. And like, just because mm. this dude sounds smart, it's like tons of like young kids, mm. like in mm. middle school and high school, like find him because he's so like his videos are very popular and they're very like they're very quote-unquote easy to digest and they're in the reason why they're easy to digest is because they're they have no substance he dumbs down everything like he dumbs everything down and he he like you said he sounds smart because he's confident and so like people are like yeah this guy knows what he's talking about no it's just like a bunch of bad faith argument bullshit it's like what's going on joe rogan right now he's just going like full-on just like alt-right but he's like i say it confidently and so like i know what i'm talking about but the guy's (laughs) a fucking buffoon he's an idiot the bill burr (laughs) clip where he was like joe rogan goes like he he's like oh you think we should wear a mask and bill burr goes don't do this and joe rogan's like what i'm not doing anything And bill burr goes don't sit here me no medical degree you no medical degree sit here talking like we know what we're talking about oh he's like, so he's good like, yeah bill burr yeah like i was like sort of losing faith in like who he was as a person but like that gained a little bit more because he was like he was like cdc says don't wear a mask i won't wear a mask cdc says wear a mask i wear a mask i just i'm i'll, I'll wear a mask i don't care and it's like yes bill burr yes not not to yeah. pull it away from the current to- current topic but like the thing right. my whole opinion I mean, we're already on the mask so thing. far away <laughs> It's like it's fine. It's like you know, I hate it. Everyone hates it. No one wants to wear a mask. But at the end of the day, yeah. it, it's really not that hard. It's and such it's a really small inconvenience for like such a possibly high risk. You know, it's like yeah. if 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 what they're saying well, is true, then it's really yeah. not that big. A also, deal. also like of all the things like any generation has ever been asked to sacrifice for the good of their country it's like the littlest thing ever like our great grandparents literally had to go to World War II and die to stop Nazism but you're sad because you have to wear a mask for 20 minutes when you go (laughs) grocery shopping like shut up I know and most places don't even require it now like yeah well this like everywhere in Massachusetts still requires it yeah, it's just yeah. like, but like there's a few there's a few no. states and stuff. But like I love when people are like the CDC says it's only 30% effective. It's like I don't care if it's only 1% effective. Mm-hmm. I would still wear the mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like 1% is better than zero. Like 30% is a significant like that's a sign- that's one third. That's, that's a, a significant percentage. Yeah. Plus like every state where you see where they've been like masks has been pretty good about I like most places that go everyone like adheres yeah. to the mask wearing and stuff and there's a reason why we're one of the states that's actually flattened their curve mm. and yeah. things are starting to look better here. Yeah. Which is really people good are actually we were doing the what spots. they're supposed to do. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, Anyway, back anyway to long tangent. So what's what's let's sort of like just go through like the origins of this sort of boogaloo meme because it predates the actual what we now call the boogaloo movement. 
Um, mm-hmm. The original uh, meme itself emerged concurrently in uh, both anti-government and white power online spaces in the early 2010s, mainly 4chan and uh, the Everything comes from 4chan. Yeah, really and everything we talk about comes from 4chan. That's but yeah, all the specifically, crazy shit comes from 4chan. Yeah, so specifically oh. the 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 slash K forum, which was like I think mostly like a like a gun sort of weapons sort of board. I'm not fully sure, but yeah. apparently within those spaces, like there are a lot of anti-government and white power groups talking within that board, mm-hmm. and both of them would use the term boogaloo. Um, and it was uh, frequently associated with racist violence, and in many cases was expl- a, a, bleh, was an <laughs> explicit call for race war. Um, one of the terms that you like to use a lot besides boogaloo was also this thing called DOTR or Day of the Rope, which is oh, a neo-Nazi. God. Yeah, which is a neo-Nazi reference to a fantasy involving murdering what the posters view to be race traitors. So is this, this was specifically like like, go ahead. like rope is in like like a noose. Yes. Oh my god. But I mean this was in this particular instance against race traders. So people I mean it's comes from this book called um uh jeez what what was the book called? I don't remember. Um I'm I'm, lo- <laughs> I'm looking it up right now, but basically within this book it was basically just like it's called uh The Turner Diaries, which is this like really messed up book about, you know, um I think I've sort heard of like, about it, but never Yeah, it, it, the, the it. premise is fucking messed up but it's basically a, the idea of the book is that it's about this sort of like the government being overthrown mm-hmm. and uh, basically like the whites going through and eliminating all basically anyone who's not white so wait all, so so all, is it race traitor like you betrayed me traitor well, a race like, a race traitor is like um like a white supremacist like since we support black lives matter white yeah. supremacists would consider us race traitors race traitors Cause we're, yeah because we're betraying our own race and, because they and see yeah, and because eyes. those people see black lives matter it's not like it's not race trading isn't isn't supporting other races it's it's when you they see it as actively seeking to reduce um your own race so like cause since see. they see black lives matter as trying to take power away from the white man which like mm-hmm. i mean they kind of are but like not in the sense that like white supremacists think um yeah. like they would consider us race traders it's like do you know like the term class traders yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's sort of like that but for race yeah okay. so yeah you, jack's right that's that's pretty much the point so that so the day of the rope specifically refers to that um but the the book that it's from like is basically all about you know white supremacy like overthrowing america and like taking over so i think it ends in like a nuclear war or something ridiculous i don't know it's it's a ridiculous <laughs> book i have not read it i just read the wikipedia article on it and i was like woof wait so wait, was it written as like uh this is what it this is what the world should be or was it just a guy writing a story i couldn't tell you i i, I basically read like the synopsis of the plot and i was like i've had enough yeah I, I don't need to know any more about it sure i don't like it person writing that <laughs> i'm sure it's a little bit of both yeah yeah probably a lot yeah. more of this is what the world should be mm. yeah definitely so, it sounds like one of those things about like how like how um thomas more when he wrote utopia um, mm-hmm. he had he, thomas more it, it's utopia is a fictional story but thomas more put himself in the story um but the character who is himself is the is the counterpoint to the character who is pro utopia um Uh. and he did that he did that because um he knew that the government and the church would be extremely mad at him for this so he did that as a way to protect himself so he could point to his character and be like no 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 my character in the book 
um, is crit- crit- criticizing the utopia, um, he was still executed for this book, so it didn't work. But like, yeah, right. It's sort of it's that sort of thing. Yeah, nice so, try, but <laughs> so yeah. yeah, so this is where the sort of like the term boogaloo first started getting like memes around within these sort of like white supremacist communities and then now today the term boogaloo is regularly deployed by white nationalists and neo-nazis who want to see society descend into chaos so that they can come in to power and build a new fascist state damn dude wow. so, <laughs> yeah so according to the nonprofit uh, group network contagion research institute institute or the ncri Groups belonging to the Boogaloo movement organize on mainstream online platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, and 4chan. Um, and then the news uh, website Bellacat identifies Facebook as a particularly important platform for the movement, and that the number of movement or the movement numbers is in the tens of thousands now. Ooh, so a lot of people going to these facebook groups to talk about overthrowing the u.s government Wait, but here's my question yep i don't understand if you how can you want fascism and also not want the government to be like controlling because isn't that what fascism is mm, well like the government authorit- is just one authoritarianism is mm-hmm. incredible is, is is controlling the government a lot of people could like mix fascism and authoritarianism together because mm-hmm. of the nazis Fascism is fascism doesn't necessarily it has authoritarian beliefs, but it's more about um, like instilling like a a nationalistic like uh, like a higher race hierarchy. So they just want their version of what they think the the country should be to be. Yeah. So um, from what it sounds like, they think that the government isn't like controlling enough, basically. Yeah, so to, to um, de- define fascism, um, fascism is defined as a form of far-right authoritarian ultra-nationalism, uh, far-right authoritarian ultra-nationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, as well as strong regimentation of society and the uh, economy, which came to prominence in the early 20th century Europe. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely some authoritarianism mixed in there. There's the, the hyper-nationalism part of it, which yeah. is notable. <laughs> Suppression of opposition, which is notable, which, again, kind of makes sense when you've got these people who want to use force to kind of yeah. take over something. Suppressing opposition is a big part of that. So kind of a government that's kind of like in full control of everything, it sounds like, yeah. in a lot of ways. Which our government is, you know, in a lot of ways, people think the government can be too controlling in certain ways. Um but they want it to be like controlling in the sense of like, do what they want. Th- what we yeah, like what we they want. We want, want they want to control it. Basically. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So like hypocritical because it's like well, I mean, the thing me is like <laughs> the thing is like this movement is like a very much a far right movement, and they see the U.S. government as like liberal. Yeah, they basically see it as like a, it's kind of like a deep state thing. They look at right. it as a bunch of like deep staters who are like controlling the world, and we need to overthrow it and exert our will on it and put it back to the way it's supposed to be or whatever and it's yeah just some nazi bullshit Uh, um so now here's where this sort of kind of comes into today so participants in the boogaloo movement have appeared at in-person events including um a second amendment process that occurred in virginia in february of 2020 i don't know if you remember those when uh virginia was like they elected like a a democratic uh, Senate in their state Senate. And they were trying to put forth some like tight, uh, tighter gun control bills mm-hmm. through the state. 
And then there were these like mass protests where like all these dudes showed up with their like, paramilitary equipment and stuff and were like, you know, you can't take our guns away or whatever. I don't know if you guys remember this. This was <laughs> I don't something know, that literally happened. If it was in February 2020, that was like 25 years ago in my brain. I know. So. No, That's the I thing. Know, like, honestly. I was shocked to realize that that was something that happened this year because I remember when that happened being like, what the hell is going on? There's like a bunch of, there's basically like a militia group storming Virginia right now because they're voting on, you know, tighter gun restrictions Did they in their like state. protest around the Capitol building in Virginia? Yes. Okay. I think I remember hearing about these. Uh... Yes. Though that's not the first time or the last time they'll be protesting in Virginia. They also showed up at the anti-lockdown protest that happened this past May in 2020. Yeah, You know, remember in like Michigan and Wisconsin, Minnesota, Virginia, they all showed up because they were mad that people were making them stay home because of, you know, stay at home orders and all that. So they showed up there. What those same exact people would be saying if it was a group of non-white people who were like brandishing their guns like, because a lot of them were like, a lot of them were just open carrying at these protests. Mm-hmm. Um, can you imagine oh, if yeah. it was if it was non-white people who were doing the exact same thing except just not being white? They would have been. Yeah. They it would have been. There would have been a, a, a civil show. war. There they would have been a civil war. They would have called on the police to just open fire into that crowd. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, literally, the only time we've had an assault rifle ban in this country was um after. I forget where it was, but the Black Panthers showed up at a state building, you know, armed up, mm. basically holding like a protest outside of a state building. And then that was the first time the we ever had, you know, yeah. or soon afterwards, a, an assault rifle ban supported by the NRA at that point. Oh, wow. Which um, says, says a lot about the NRA. Well, the NRA <laughs> is very interesting because they like um, I saw I saw a Key and Peele um, interview about this where somebody was like, is there any any topic that you wanted to make a sketch about? That you couldn't. Um, And they were like, yeah, we were going to make a sketch making fun of the NRA where we were going to say the NRA is fine if you hold guns this way. And I'm I'm, for for audio, I'm holding a gun like just the regular way. And they go, but as soon as you turn them sideways, the NRA doesn't want you having those guns anymore, implying um, like, you know, the stereotypical gangster, quote unquote, gangster way to hold your gun sideways. Mm -hmm. Um, And then. Um, their like research team or like their management or someone was like, um, this absolutely doesn't work because that is entirely false. The NRA wants every single person to have a gun. They don't care who has them. They want everyone to have multiple guns. Right. And they, and they make so much money off of like situations like what we're dealing with now, because everyone, you know, when there's a threat of, uh Oh, they're going to take our guns away. Everyone goes out and buys more guns. Yeah, so, like, right. this Which, is great for the NRA. I mean, they love this stuff. To be fair to the NRA, like, honestly, it's kind of like at least like they're hold like at least their like principles and beliefs they're holding, you know, for everybody and across the United States. Um, yeah. Even though I don't I don't agree that like I don't agree with them, but at least they're not, mm-hmm. you know, seemingly on like present presentationally mm-hmm. um, not, you know, racist about it. Which is also I mean, that which is also part of the problem, because it like. It is a fact that not everybody should have a gun, <laughs> you know, and yeah, it's like, give true. everybody guns. It's fine. It's like, yeah. well, <laughs> we could do an episode on the NRA. Oh, they could. have a very yeah. interesting history and they're, they're, their hands are definitely not clean in a lot of yeah. ways. Also, when yeah. it comes to racial relations. But um, that's a whole nother story. Oh, yeah. Um, and then these <laughs> yeah. uh, Boogaloo boys have also been showing up at the most recent George Floyd protests and Black Lives Matter protests that have been occurring over the last, you know, three weeks or so. And um, 
One of the ways that they are, are identifiable in crowds is that they like to wear Hawaiian shirts and military fatigues and are heavily armed. <laughs> so, why? Is there a reason why Hawaiian shirts? Um, You know, the funny thing is I'm not... 100% sure what that is. Could it be from the it's movie de- Boogaloo, uh, the breaking? It definitely has, it's definitely entrenched in the meme of the Boogaloo, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the movie, yes, I think that does have something to do with it. I was reading about it and I immediately was annoyed and my rolled my eyes so hard that I passed <laughs> out for about 20 minutes. So, um, yeah, I gave myself eye whiplash. So I had I just I I couldn't continue to read any more about that. So, so now, yeah, it has something to do with that, but it, quick, who cares? It's stupid. I have a quick question <laughs> yeah. about it. So so the first two things that we talked about, the the two mm-hmm. Virginia protests and then yep. um, you know, the stay at home order protests, were mm-hmm. the Boogaloo boys there in support of those protests or were they also there to stir up trouble? Um well, in the, the the Second Amendment protests that happened in uh, Virginia in uh, February t- of this year, mm-hmm. they were there to basically be against the Virginia um, State Senate trying to pass laws that were going to put tighter restrictions on their, you know, their rights to bear arms or whatever. You know, they were trying to pass things like red flag uh, laws, um, like a registry, you know, for anyone who owns a gun you know just like yeah. a bunch of stuff like mm-hmm. that um i don't remember all the protesting almost yes but again like you know rolling up on the state building with like he- like ar-15s and body armor and yeah. like state you know trying to intimidate you know yeah. the state senate into like voting differently right um so you know i don't know it, it, i mean I've, i'm personally for the most part okay with the second amendment but i also think we need better restrictions and more reform when it comes to that too because obviously things have kind of gone a little fucking crazy in this country in the the past decade yeah so i think you know you know like like do i think someone needs like an ar-15 probably not i think (laughs) you could probably ban assault rifles and i'd be okay with that um but i don't know it's it's definitely it's a tricky topic yeah it's also coming from like none of us are like big gun people no, um, and I understand like, like a lot like like gun culture is very much like America is very unique and like it has a gun culture. Yeah, um, like people have so, like bonding with their dads and and you know hunting is yeah, a very important part of a lot of people's culture. Shooting and stuff, and it's like like I don't want to take that away from anyone. I like right, and then I got to be honest, like I kind of go back and forth on this one a little bit because when we see what's happening in this country right now, where there is almost like a far-right insurrection happening, there's a part of me that's like, I don't know, maybe people on the left should be arming up a little bit just yeah, in case yeah, things yeah, really I, do I mean, get crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean? As like, I don't want that to happen. I don't advocate violence at all, but, like, also, like, we, if it's, you know, literally, like, a us-versus-them situation, we are heavily Or, like, a we-need-to-defend-ourselves kind of situation. Yeah, but if yeah, you look and, at it, and like... that's scary thought. That but, is, like, know. the legitimate, like, reason why, you know, the Second Amendment is there so like i think like for for wanting to own a gun for that reason is like entirely justified yeah um especially right now there was growing up most of my life i was like the second amendment's stupid and now that we're like living through this situation where i'm like oh my god like we literally have like an insurrection of like crazy alt-right people coming up in this country (laughs) who are heavily armed i'm like no uh, but but that being said brent like yeah you wouldn't feel the need 
for the left to arm themselves if if like there wasn't such a large gun culture so it's like yeah. like you can right. go back and forth like forever yeah on it, it, it's tricky and then also when you know the president is like you know dog whistling yeah the yeah, alt rights to kill the left it's it's a scary time it's yeah, a scary definitely. time um so anyway to kind of get back on on to this topic talk more about <laughs> these nuts um yeah. so Again, like I said, they're they, they're called the Boogaloo, but um, there has been started to be a little more crackdowns on social media regarding that word. Now that like they kind of know this is like a dog whistle term for you know, you know, second civil war violence and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So they use other terms too that are derivatives of it. So things like boog, boujahadeen, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. um, big igloo, big luau which refers to, like, the Hawaiian shirts. Oh, and, um, okay. They've even created logos for themselves that incorporate some of this stuff. Like, there's one that's, like, a black-and-white American flag with an igloo in the spot where the stars normally would be, and then one stripe that's, like, sort of like a Hawaiian shirt sort of flower print or oh, whatever. I think I've seen mm. that flag somewhere. Yeah, it, it probably circles around in, like, the Reddits and yeah. the 4chans and whatnot. And then... um. Yeah, so according to The Economist, Boogaloo group members have supported the spreading of disinformation and conspiracy theories, attacks on infrastructure, and lone wolf terrorism. So this one particular uh, professor uh, fellowship uh, guy, uh, J.J. McNabb of George Washington University, who is uh, researching anti-government extremist groups, notes that opinions on racism and attitudes attitudes towards law enforcement are among the views that differ the most between groups in the movement like i said some of them are white nationalists and um other ones are against that but most of them weirdly hate the police which is an interesting wrinkle to this because they see them as sort of like an agent of the government yeah that's uh well they're not wrong that's gonna come for their guns and yet (laughs) it's weird it's weird because it's like I've also seen some reports that, like, some of these guys have even, like, infiltrated our police forces, like, have gotten into oh, the police. Oh, like some and Boogaloo boys are in the police? Have later been found out to be Boogaloo boys and are, wow. you know, they usually are the ones who tend to be into, uh, you know, race war stuff. So, oh. I mean, it's it's pretty common knowledge at this point. Like, in 2015, the FBI had released a report saying that, like, a lot of police forces in our country have been infiltrated by white nationalism and like which is not shocking when you look at the history of policing in this country it's largely based in white supremacy and racism and slavery and stuff like that so um some of these boogaloo boys folks have found their ways into that there i wasn't able to find a ton of corroborating um articles on that so i don't know it's it's still that a little bit murky but there has been some correlation in early research saying that some of these people who are into Boogaloo also find themselves joining police forces or even the military, mm. as we're going to see later. Um, mm. I think part of that is a way for them to sort of like gain access to sort of like military training and sort of like, you know, so that like when they do eventually try to start a second civil war that they're, you know, trained in sort of military tactics. Oh my God. Um, I think that's sort of like the, the mindset behind it. And obviously if our police force is being more militarized as the years go by, um, that's a pretty significant part of that too, yeah. which would explain why that happens. Um, but um, some participants in the movement claim that the group's ideology 
is only online jokes, but um, researchers maintain that people connected to the group have been implicated in plans to commit real-world violence, and as we're going to see in a bit, that they have even acted on that and committed actual real-world violence. But uh, the Tech Transparency Project has observed that while public posts on Boogaloo Facebook pages tend to be satirical, members of private Boogaloo groups exchange detailed information and tactics on how to organize and execute a revolt against American authorities. Some of the private groups even ban the sharing of memes so that they can keep the conversation focused on serious topics. And then researchers from the NCRI found that usage of the term boogaloo increased by 50% on Facebook and Twitter in the last months of 2019 and into early 2020. They attributed the surges in popularity to a viral incident in November of uh, 2019 when a military veteran posted content mentioning the Boogaloo on Instagram during a standoff with police. And um, again, it, another reason when 2019, December 2019, uh, during the impeachment of Donald Trump, because weirdly also a lot of these Boogaloo guys are into Trump. Mm. Probably because he acts like a fascist. Yeah. So yeah, he's um, also so, like anti-establishment. Yeah, yeah, he's anti-establishment. He's dog whistles a lot of sort of fascist sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. So that all kind of tracks. He is racist. So like all this stuff kind of <laughs> makes a, sense to me. <laughs> but it, it, it's so weird because it's like it makes sense, but also he's literally the president of the government you're trying to overthrow. So yeah. it's kind of like. So it's like, are you going to throw it, it and then make him? It's a, yeah, but, but I don't know. Maybe they want to make him, you know, supreme ruler or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Yeah. Supreme leader. I wouldn't Trump. be surprised by that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that either. Um, the Boogaloo movement um, experienced a further surge of popularity during the lockdowns that were implemented to try to slow the spread of COVID-19 uh, in the U.S. And the Tech Transparency Project observed that Boogaloo groups appeared to encur- be encouraged by Trump's tweets about liberating states under lockdown so i'm i'm sure you guys remember that when these like stay-at-home orders were put in place in a bunch of these states trump was just tweeting like liberate michigan liberate you know wisconsin liberate virginia and then sure enough these boogaloo boys got all riled up they're like this is our chance you know liberate california oh wait that was elon musk (laughs) yeah (laughs) free america now (laughs) uh oops yeah Wolf, bad looks, Elon. Bad looks. Speaking of 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 like celebrities um, being pro Trump, did you see the stuff about um, like apparently uh, con all of like Kanye's pro Trump stuff was all just like a facade so that he could have meetings with Donald Trump and like convince him to free wrongly um, imprisoned uh, people of color. No, I have not heard this. Yeah, well, he, I, I was, hope that's true. <laughs> yeah, there was like a, but he was like, and then like even um, people like he he either somebody found it or he released statements like back um, where he made large donations to Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. Whoa, yeah. he's a weird dude. Yeah, um, I mean he's he. he if that's true, then good on him. Although, I mean, he still said some weird problematic shit. Yeah, it and was like, still very problematic. You yeah, know, like he, people he's look like, up to him. You know, he could he could have swayed young people to believe things that the, just for for a ploy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, I don't just, know. Yeah, it's just a weird it's murky. 
So um, the Tech Transparency Project also found that 60% of Boogaloo Facebook groups had emerged following the pandemic lockdowns, during which time they amassed tens of thousands of adherents. Um, a Facebook spokesperson said that Facebook and Instagram had changed their policies as of May 1st to prohibit the use of Boogaloo and related terms when accompanied by statements and images depicting armed violence, which... Okay, cool, I guess, but also you you're like allowing this has been a big problem with Facebook. It's the reason why I got rid of my Facebook is that they sort of like allow these sort of um violence sort of communities to sort of fester on their platforms and rarely do very much about actually deplatforming them. They're kinda of like, oh well, you know, if they say boogaloo and it's like with a picture of someone getting shot, then, you know, we'll, we'll take that post down, mm. but we'll let the group stay up and let them continue to, you know, sort of like talk about these, like, and coordinate this kind of fucked up shit. Yeah. And yeah, it's not great. Facebook is uh, kind of the worst. So yeah. I think it's time to sort of get into sort of how this is sort of manifest now in some more real world senses besides just showing up at protests because unfortunately I, I mean it would be nice if it just stopped there if there were just a bunch of just like goons playing you know cosplay you know <laughs> counterinsurgency and just like played around with their guns and walking around the streets and just went home but yeah. unfortunately it's gone further than that and um it's sort of the start of it started on March 12th of 2020 um with um, a Boogaloo Facebook group leader named Duncan Lemp, who was shot and killed by police in a no-knock raid of his home in po- Potomac, Maryland. Um, he was this, a guy who was part of a group known as the Three Percenters, which I won't go into too much detail about who they are. We could do a whole episode on them, too. But basically, they're, they're a very similar sort of like paramilitary militia type group who wants to overthrow the government. Um and they're called the three percenters because, according to them, only three percent of the American colonists rose up to fight Britain and were able to beat them and form a new country. I don't know if that's actually a true statistic or yeah. not, but that's yeah. why they call themselves that. So there anyway, was probably like two percent of Britain soldiers in America. So that's probably why. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not really sure. And again, like I did, don't want to go too far down that path because it, it's not completely relevant but yeah. uh the police um had obtained a search warrant warrant based on a tip that lemp was violating a restriction of possessing firearms um lemp's family has asserted that he was asleep when the police killed him um hard to say if that's true or not all we know is that the police basically were executing on some no narc warrant and ended up killing this guy who was like a pretty prominent uh leader within the Boogaloo three percenter sort of these like militia type Facebook groups. That um, sucks, dude. Yeah. So as you can imagine, this is the sort of thing that can like really radicalize some more people even further than they probably already were. Yeah. So some, so some far right groups have theorized that Lemp was killed by police for his anti-government beliefs and his position in the Boogaloo movement. Now there's nothing to necessarily corroborate that as being true but that's like what a lot of these people decided they believed and so again jj uh, McNabb, uh, the professor from george washington university described lemp as a martyr of the boogaloo movement and warned that the increase in anti-police sentiment among boogaloo group members following his death may lead to violence against the police in the foreseeable future so 
that's going to bring us now to how these guys have sort of inserted themselves into the Black Lives Matter protests and a lot of the shit that's been going on with that and the way this, they've sort of been trying to hijack that and create more violence and chaos where, you know, yeah. like, it sort of try to, like, in an effort to make it seem like protesters are acting out violence against police to in turn cause more violence, police violence against protesters and try to create, you know, like I said, open, like, battles between, like, the government and the people yeah. so that you can create that power vacuum. So, so a Facebook user identified as Aaron Swenson was arrested on April 11th of 2020 in Texas after streaming a live video on Facebook in which he stated he was driving around looking for police officers to ambush. He was apprehended after a high-speed police chase and found wearing a bulletproof vest and carrying loaded firearms and ammunition. Swenson had shared Boogaloo memes on his Facebook page and other adherents of the movement watched and commented during his live stream. Swenson had also posted a photo to Facebook the day after the shooting of Duncan Lemp in which he wore a Hawaiian shirt and combat vest and used the hashtag, his name was Duncan. So... That was sort of like one of the first examples of this sort of thing happening. This was slightly earlier than the protests, but then this next one in Las Vegas happened um, during a Black Lives Matter protest. So, in Las Vegas, federal prosecutors announced charges against three alleged members of the Boogaloo movement with uh, military ties. So, all three of these guys also had military training and were... This is a kind of a common theme of a lot of, of, a lot of these more extreme uh, Boogaloo guys. Uh, accusing... Uh, they were accused of taking part in a conspiracy to spark violence at protests held over the weekend and charged them with possessing a Molotov cocktail, among other explosive devices. And in Columbia, South Carolina, an EMS worker believed to have an affiliation with the Boogaloo movement was arrested and fired from his job for a role he played in inciting riots within the city during protests there. EMS like Eastern Mountain Sports? Um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, and so, and then also, this guy, Steve Carrillo, I'm, maybe you guys have heard this story about, you know, out in, with all the Black Lives Matter protests and everything that's been happening, you know, we've seen a lot of violence and a lot of protesters injured and killed and arrested during this stuff, but there was this one story that was going around for a while about a few police officers who were shot and two of which who were killed out in California, yeah. uh, specifically like Oakland and the Bay area. Oh, um, it was like, I heard it was like a sniper or something, right? There was someone going around. Basically he, this person who like shot and killed two police officers and wounded five others. Oh, so this yes, guy ended yes. up being a part of the Boogaloo. His name was Steven wow. Carrillo. He uh, killed um, one uh, security, federal security officer and a sheriff's deputy from Oakland, along with wounding five other officers before arrested, being arrested. And he was um, a sergeant from the Air Force, this guy. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah, so, and another one, this guy, um, a Missouri man with ties to um, neo-Nazism and the Boogaloo, was shot and killed when an FBI agent tried to arrest him. His name was Timothy Wilson, who and was he was planning to bomb a hospital in Kansas City um, during these protests. So 
like we've seen a bunch of this and then now we have these shootings that have been going on in Minneapolis. We don't know what those are yet, yeah. but um there's just been a lot of this sort of stuff going around and like the goal is that they're trying to, you know, spark more violence between police yeah. and the uh, Black Lives Matter movement. And I, the reason why I really wanted to talk about this in particular is because I don't feel like it's being covered that much right yeah. now. Like yeah, everything the, we're hearing about is uh, like, you know, President Trump talked about like Antifa and how, you know, which again is like not really like a real organization. It's not like there's no like president of Antifa, you know, it's not like a thing. It's just like a political standpoint, yeah, being anti fascist or anti fascism. Decentralized movement. Like, yeah. yeah, it's not like a thing, but like they're, they're treating it like being a protester is like being a terrorist. And yet we have actual like domestic terrorism yeah, happening like, within. These protests from the Boogaloo movement that's happening yeah. right now, and you're not really hearing much in the mainstream media about it. Like you're finally starting to hear some stuff now, especially that they've linked this particular guy, Stephen Carrillo, to the the killings of police officers in Oakland, California. Yeah, that's but, crazy because it's like it's like multiple instances of these people going out with the intention to kill police. Yeah, right. And it's like right. what what like I mean. I hate to say it, but it seems like the only reason why they're not talked about is because they're white. Yes. And I think that's definitely because um, there was like apparently some sort of leak from like internal White House documents that they're concerned of like another Boogaloo attack happening in Washington, D.C. And they sort of like internally are labeling them as a potential domestic terrorism threat. And yet like there's no actual... actual like anything coming from you know the white house or trump or anyone's like, team labeling them this as is that like textbook definition domestic terrorism yeah yeah like, like they're, they're, they're focused like, on antifa as mm. a terrorist group which is so it's, non-existent because these like, <laughs> there's they, this right like like boogaloo like their stated motives are to incite unrest between groups like that like that's what like that's domestic terrorism yeah, yeah like that's that, what they it's want. It's absurd. Yeah, it's amazing it's just, to me that they like that they were able to that so many people are are able to like talk about Antifa mm-hmm. when there is so little known about it. And because then, it's not like a centralized thing. It's just like a. It's literally like if you're the the, the example I keep coming to is oh uh, whenever I anyone I talk to who like brings up Antifa is they're like you know well what about this Antifa stuff or whatever I'm like. Okay, well, let me just posit you a scenario. So, you know, when our grandparents went and fought in World War II to stop the end of, like, Nazi Germany and Nazism in, you know, Europe, that was justified, right? You feel like that was a good thing to do. We were right in trying to stop that from being a thing that happened in the world. And the answer has always been yes. And I'm always like, well, congratulations. Welcome to Antifa. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, then you also believe movement. what... Yeah, you also believe in anti-fascism, so, like... Well, it's because it's, like, as long as it's, like... When it's happening, like, Americans are really good at, quote-unquote, identifying injustice Mm. at other parts in the world, but are completely blind to injustice in the United States. Like, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with, with... When you looked at, like, every major news outlet that was covering the Hong Kong protests was calling them protests. Yeah. Right. Um, But, like when the same exact thing is happening in the United States, it's all of a sudden riots. 
Well, right. listen, I mean, it's it's not to throw it too far off, but it, I think a good example of this is, um, you know, we're we're so embedded in our own culture that the things that are normal to us seem normal and then things that are normal to other people seem weird. So, like, one thing that I always kind of look at is, you know, we eat cows in America mm-hmm. and in India, cows are sacred and it's like. To them, that's parts of it. Yeah, parts of it. It's not universal, but yeah, like part, like you know that they're they're able to look at us and be like, "Wow, how how can they do that?" And then the same thing with um, the same as we look at another country where they eat horses, and and we're like, "That's terrible. Why would you do that?" It's like you know, it's we have a hard time kind of looking at our own society and reflecting on our own problems, but it's so easy to point out other people's problems because we're not there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like that same thing. It's like it's kind of like when people say like, you know, everybody's a critic. Um where it's like like cuz like you you often see people criticizing film critics and being like, yeah. okay, well you, well it's like well you couldn't make a better movie. And it's like mm-hmm. I know, but like for whatever reason like every like everybody knows what makes what's a good what makes a good movie and what makes a bad movie. Mm-hmm. But like if you gave one of those people, you know, like the same budget, <laughs> like the same budget, all the resources, they would make probably a much worse movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like because it, it, it's, so it's like self-reflection, like just in general, I think it is incredibly, incredibly difficult um, for human beings in general mm-hmm. to do. Um, but for whatever reason, specifically Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that American exceptionalism thing, right? right? You know, like yeah, the like America is gold. the greatest on earth, and like yeah, you grow saying anything otherwise is like you know anti-American or yeah. something. So, yeah. like the thing yeah. with anti, so like the thing with Antifa, it's like if so if you're against Antifa, if you're like let's say where you know you're a right wing person and you're against Antifa. Does that make you now a fascist? So is like Donald Trump you're a anti, fascist? Anti Antifa. Okay. Yeah. Well, do, well, well. Donald Trump is a fascist. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. He. It is I a mean, my opinion. Had, I mean, he his family has ties to like the Ku Klux Klan and like a lot of stuff like that. So, his family like, has more than ties. His father was a prominent Klan member. Yeah. So like. Yeah. I and mean, that is a lightly. fact. And that yeah. is a fact. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, stats are undisputable. But the thing is, like, the (laughs) thing that he's the thing that Donald Trump does, he's done that has been very successful is he's been able to take something like Antifa, where I bet you most people who are like anti Antifa Mm -hmm. don't even know what they're against. They just see it as like liberal protesters and they, they, they see it as like an image and don't actually know what it is. Yeah that antifa means or they probably don't even know that antifa stands for anti-fascism like oh yeah to, it's to the point where like i think when people talk about it, they should just say anti-fascism instead of yeah. antifa because yeah. i think but yeah yeah it's just, just like a portmanteau yeah. thing where like people <laughs> just see that as like a thing that like is like i'm against that but yeah. they don't actually know what it is that yeah, they're against yeah. it's just the us versus them thing right and i mean i so like the reason why i really wanted to talk about this one because Obviously, all these protests are still happening, even if you're not seeing it as much like in the mainstream coverage, because, you know, they've been largely less violent recently, Mm -hmm. Um, because I think the people who, you know, this movement has been largely, you know, grassroots and most people who are taking to the streets originally 
you know, or, or people who've probably never protested before. And, you know, I don't think people expected to go into the streets and then be all you know, hit in the face with batons and had tear gas shot at them, you know? Mm. So I think when you have violence acted upon you, it's easy to react violently. Yeah. But now that like these protests have been going on now for like three weeks, I think a lot of people have just kind of like know how to act because like they're going to get tear gassed. They're going to get, you know, attacked by police. Like Mm -hmm. it's pretty much like a foregone conclusion at this point. Yeah. So but now that that's like cities aren't really burning other than when, you know, there are new police killings, like what happened with Rashard Brooks in Atlanta, where he was uh, shot by police seven times in the back while running from them because he fell asleep in his car, you know, like, yeah. And then Atlanta started burning. Um, (laughs) But which I mean, let's be. I mean, I'm not necessarily for you know the damage of property, but let's be real. Um, it seems like it works because yeah. like immediately that that cop was you know fired and arrested for yeah killing the guy. So right. I don't it's know, like what are we putting? Are we putting but, human um, lives valued like less than property? Like you know, yeah. It's like, it's do like we got, I do don't care. Right. Yeah. But the reason why I want to talk about Google is because for everyone who's still out there protesting, which we all should be, because it's working. Like, we've seen a lot of, for all the bad stuff that's happened over the past three weeks, too, like, like more killings and more, you know, the fact that there's six, basically, lynchings that have happened across the country that yeah. are being treated like suicides. Yeah. We've also had a lot of progress, you know, like, in Colorado, they just, like, signed into law, like, uh, basically, or got rid of the law guaranteeing, um, uh, qualified immunity for police, which basically yeah. like protected them from ever being sued, like if they wrongfully kill somebody. Mm. So like, and like money being moved, you know, not enough, but some yeah. l- small level of defunding happening in some places. So like, lots of progress is happening. So like, it's working. Mm-hmm. But I just like want to put this out there because I didn't see enough of this out there about like these sort of like bad faith players and like yeah. the Boogaloo movement who are trying to incite violence and hurt people at these protests so like i want people to know about it so like we can be vigilant you know if you see these guys out here in fucking hawaiian shirts and military fatigues you know like just be aware like know these guys are out here and like they're up to no good you know and it's like you know we've seen videos where um there's like people inciting chaos at at riots where like you know there's mm -hmm. like the milk that all the people the riot, the um, I shouldn't say riot. Sorry, protest. I know. See that that's the thing. Like they've successfully right. sort of like sort of put this idea of rioting in our heads when it's protest. Yeah, They're exactly. Uh, well, here's and, and so I, like like I I think like legitimately like I think the protest turn like like I think a, a lot of them have turned into riots. Mm. But like I'm not saying like I'm not saying that to take away from the protests at all. It's because mm. like. It's because like riots happen with justified anger. Like I would call Hong right. Kong, I would call like their protests that turned into riots. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. I think there's there's a there's a ton of overlap. And sure, I'm not, right. like, sure, I don't, sure, sure. I don't, just the I don't demonize them at all for turning into riots. Like I think yeah. it's yeah, so incredibly not. justified. It's just yeah. the majority of people that that perceive the word riot in the media. It's like oh yeah. those those looters. Sure. You and know, then also, yeah, yeah. like, when we call them rioters, like, when, obviously, like, in a lot of instances, there haven't been riots. You know, there have been yeah. definitely been riots, don't get me wrong, but a lot of these sort of, like, sort of, like, civil disobedient protests where, like, yeah. the police are, like, the only ones acting in violence in yeah. response to it, you know? Like, what Bobby were just describing with the milk thing where they're, like, going around or, like, not necessarily even police, but less, like, people, mm-hmm. like, 
they're like bad faith actors going around to like destroying yeah. the things that protesters yeah. have brought with them, you know, like the milk for like if you get exactly. pepper spray or tear gas in your eyes, you know. Which mm-hmm. I can um, say it hurts. I got the hottest pepper in the world in my eye. I have a video of me with just milk in my eye and it milk really helps. Mm. I'm sorry. This is totally off topic. Apparently, but, no, but, right. apparently milk hasn't like milk doesn't help when it's in your eye. Just milk doesn't help any more than like water. Interesting. But I guess my, my point, what I was going to say is Wait, about that's that beside the point, but like, is, yeah, is yeah, yeah. like, you know, like, like you were saying, Brett, like the people who are going in and taking the milk from the protesters who have mm. that just as a backup in case someone gets tear gassed. Mm. I, I have seen in, in the media Anytime there's a video of someone going in and creating chaos like that by like smashing the milk or taking it away from them, it's always pinned as Antifa. It's like, oh, these see these Antifa guys that they're going in and they're they're stealing milk, and mm-hmm. it's like, what what proof do we have that they're Antifa? It's just that's just what we're calling them, and yeah. like who knows? It could be the Boogaloo Boys. Like, so it is good to to be able to actually identify these groups as what they are instead of just kind of right. labeling them as some us versus them. Yeah. Situation. And then like, I saw a lot of initial coverage of like, you know, violence towards police in some of these protests and in some cases, riots being like a protester thing. And like, I think it's becoming way more clear now as time is going on that there is, you know, at the very least Boogaloo members acting are the ones that are causing this violence and stuff. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, like, this is about, you know, reforming the society we live in right now into a more just, more equitable, uh, safer one for everybody and yeah. a more accepting one. And no one should be dying as a result of this, yeah. whether it's police or protesters. And, you know, the fact that you have these terrorists, let's just call them what they are, terrorists yeah. going yeah. around killing police in an effort to try to create more violence in the police towards protesters by obfuscating it and making it seem like it's protesters killing police, you know, or like the people who are actually protesting, you know, sort of like police brutality and police reform, you know, this sort of stuff and just racism in America, you know, it just like turns it into something else and it completely hijacks what is, you know, uh, trying to be a peaceful movement towards, you know, changing the way we do things in this country and reckoning with our history of racism and Mm. oppression in this country. And I just feel like I was really shocked to find out, like a lot of these topics when I've talked to things about like QAnon and incels, there's a ton of stuff out there talking about those subjects. There's been a lot of deep dives. And the fact that I really couldn't find very much at deep, really deep diving into these guys, I was like, well, I really want to talk about this now, you know, because... Mm. I think we need to be aware that these people are out there trying to cause some bullshit. Right. The more mediums that talk about this kind of thing, the more awareness people have. And so like, you know, us doing our part and spreading some light on it is a, Mm -hmm. you know, a good first step, I guess. I, I do want to go see some of the videos that the Boogaloo boys make. uh, It's the worst. It's the fucking worst. I don't know (laughs) what it is about. All the right dudes do not know how to be funny. And like, they all think they're funny. And it's just like, the most cringy fucking shit you've ever seen in your life and yeah. it's just oh i can't i just can't with it it kills me mm. 
I watched like five different videos and I like wanted to die every single time. <laughs> oh man. Like there a, a spiritual death occurred within me that cannot be reproduced <laughs> in any other way. Yeah. It's, it's just the worst. Oh my it's, god. Like Yeah, so worst. <laughs> yes. No, I know. So exactly that's the boogaloo. What you're so that's now boogaloo. we all know what the boogaloo is, so that was a bit Go of a ride. The boogaloo um, boys. Oh, <laughs> That's no, so unfortunately, sad. they're not the Boba Boys. The Boba Boys are much <laughs> oh better God, than yeah, the Boogaloo the Boys. First, dude, I have been listening. Okay, so to, to get on a bit of a lighter topic, I guess, Brent yeah. and Bobby have, like, they. I don't know where you guys found this, but they, like, from my point of view, right, I get sent, like, a link to this song that is, like, Bo- I think Bobby or someone sent it being, like, me and Brent can't stop listening to this song, Jack. You have, <laughs> you have to listen to it. Um, and it's by Chris Fleming. Is that his name? Yeah, yep. he's like a yeah. local comedian that kind of like made it big, but not yet. Yeah, yeah, he should be big. He's hilarious. He's so funny. Um, there's this one video that is like that, that that people will probably know him from where it's um, your mother when when company's coming over. Oh, company is yes, coming. Gale. Yeah, company the company's coming. Yeah, yeah, the Gale videos. I've and been so watching he, Gale like crazy lately. Oh, and so it's good. like so like like check out that video and like you probably know it, but like it's this it, it's called the boba manifesto or my boba <laughs> manifesto and it's yes. this song where he just sings about how much and it's like an extremely well-produced song it's amazing yeah. it's so um, good it's so, i i listen to it like at least once a day yeah, it's, you have to. it makes you feel good it's so fun because it's just it's like like it has nothing to do with boba really like everything he <laughs> yeah. says is just completely absurd it's so <laughs> It's so funny. It's got I this lo- like uh, '80s vibe of yeah. like you know when when things were really experimental and like you know the chord changes. Mm, it's I such love- a well-written song. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, dude. I love the part where he's like he talks about his friend Chris like being like, "Oh, you don't want to drink boba every day." Oh, it's more it's for Matt. Matt. Yeah, it's oh yeah, Matt. Matt, Matt, and he's like, "Isn't it more of a? Isn't it more of like a once in a, a while treat than treat? an everyday thing?" <laughs> yeah, and he goes. And Matt's number is no longer saved as a contact. I can't say. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But like, uh, it's so, it's so good, dude. Yeah, you. I recommend you go check it out. It's called Boba Manifesto. It's uh, yeah. There's a music video for it. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, dude, oh, I haven't even seen the music video. Oh, you it's haven't? good. No, it's so, it's so good. fucking good. It's like, oh my god! If you if you enjoy Gale and like the 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 video you mentioned earlier, you'll enjoy the music video because oh, it's yeah. just like that's so. It's I just Chris like all, it's totally within that like vibe. A, he's just yeah. like on top of like a weird like cement fence, and it's just. <laughs> He's like weirdly perched of his leg, just yeah. dangling behind it. And like, camera's, so good. The camera's pointed up at him from behind. It's oh, <laughs> and, and, the line where he's like, "I'm finding myself very popular amongst women who own lizards." Yes, because <laughs> like, that is like so true. Yeah, as yeah, well. yeah. Yes, oh, and then like the stand up too. The part where he talks about the Boba Boys. Do you actually see the Boba Boys? Yeah, who yeah. are the Boba Boys? Love, who are the Boba Boys? Hey, Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really so, like that uh, his humor. And um, also, there's another great video that he made called "GG the Christmas Snake." Yeah, and uh, that's a great one too. It's all about I'll this. Have like, to get, I'll have to get that a watch. Like Santa yeah. is replaced with this guy called Gigi, who's just like a man and a. Well, he's supposed to be a snake, but. I don't know. He's pansexual. He's a man in the snake he brings costume. a cake into your garage. <laughs> and uh yeah, it's pretty good. 
I'm glad we were able to end on a light note because I, this whole weekend has been so dark after playing the last of us two and like, yeah. Yeah. It's just been, it's just a dark time in general. I just kind of, for me, like I wanted to do something first. I was like, maybe I'll do Jeffrey Epstein's episode. And Mm -hmm. I was like, maybe I'll do something fun. And I was like, I just can't get the shit that's going on around us out of my head. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, and it boggles my goddamn brain, it so does. I just want to talk about it. You know, we are they in are, the darkest timeline. It's a, a per, it's a fact. <laughs> this is the worst timeline. I exist listen, in the Bobby, worst timeline. But listen, but listen, boys. <laughs> it's always darkest before the dawn. Uh, so uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Actually, it's not Horizon Zero Dawn. It's Horizon Forbidden West. Forbidden West. Forbidden West. Yeah, the new wait. one. I mean, out. we have no date, no date. So who knows that's when that's still, actually coming out? But don't we have twenty twenty one at least? I don't think they even gave that much. Isn't it coming out with the PS5? No. No. no oh, it's, it's not, not. going to be a launch title. The They're PS5 just is coming out this November. Yeah. Uh, I believe. Which we still don't have yeah. a price for. I'm sure it's going to be like straight up 800 bucks though. Yeah. I'm guessing like 599 That's oh. the base price. That's really? my guess. I'm going to yeah. guess 399 I think, I think no 499 way. No. We'll the tech no is way just it's too, below 500 The tech is just too like expensive yeah. for it to be 399 $4.99 minimum but i'm expecting 599 to be honest with you yeah maybe like 499 yeah. for the digital only and 599 for the other one which like is to, expensive I, i'm a ps playstation kid you know i've always been a playstation kid but i, I was a say ps2 I've, kid yeah but then i was but then i got the 360 because like yeah honestly the ps3 sucked yeah, yeah, the PS3 wasn't you know, great. I was the best say, thing about the, the PS3 was literally The Last of Us, which was like the last thing to come out yeah. on it. Yeah. I mean, so. there was some good things. Like Infamous was good, and, but you know, yeah. Well, I, I mean, like yeah, there was good stuff. But I yeah, right. really like am starting to like the look of the new Xbox a lot more than the no, new PlayStation. Dude, it like honestly, don't even get that in your head, Bobby. Get the well, PS5. Never, I, well, Jack, I would never buy an Xbox. Just so like, you know. I just I think, like the look of it better. I think PlayStation like has fine like has really I, I mean I don't want to say finally but like like their exclusives are infinitely better. PlayStation really understands that it's that games sell consoles. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if you, like now that we're at the end of the lifespan of the Xbox mm-hmm. One and the PlayStation Four, you can look at them and be like, like the PlayStation Four blew the Xbox One out of the water. Well, yeah, yeah, crushed it. Yeah, like, absolutely crushed it. <laughs> Like there is not a single game that's on the X that's an Xbox One exclusive that I'm like, oh, I wish I played that. Yeah, same. Like right. not a single one. And also like we like the Xbox One has been announced for like a few months longer than the PlayStation Five, and they haven't announced like any games yeah. for it at all. Yeah, it was like it was Senua's Saga was like the only one we got where I was like, yeah. oh, okay, and that's, that's not actually e- that's not even mm. going to be an exclusive. Mm. Oh no, it isn't. No, I'm there's okay. no way. No, and then like, 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 why would you? I have a PC. Like, you could probably thought, get see, that. On no, PC. See, I thought Microsoft secured that studio as an exclusive studio. I thought maybe, that was kind of maybe like, that would suck because I really enjoyed Senua's Saga. So not being able to right. play the second one would be bad. But like, um, th- like the big flagships that were Xbox exclusives, like Gears of War and Halo, are like. Even like I mean, even aside from yeah. who cares, they're on the PC now. Yeah, right. So it's like, whereas yeah, and like, like Halo, Halo's decent, but like I don't feel compelled to get an Xbox for it at this yeah. point. You know, no, yeah. But like Halo Three I, I'm was so the last happy. good Halo. I, I, mm-hmm. I had never played the Halo games, but like I, I bought a PS4 like a year and a half ago, 
And it was the best $280 I've ever spent in my life because I, you know, otherwise I wouldn't be able to play the, these, the last of us, both games. Yeah. And it's like life changing games like PlayStation and like, Horizon. It's like, oh, dude, so PlayStation God 4. B- yeah. God of, God of War, Horizon, Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, oh, they have the best exclusives. Oh like, my they God. have the best exclusives. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And like all of the, the all of series. the, yeah, the Uncharted series, all of the stuff that like, like PlayStation comes out of the gate, boom, they have all of these amazing looking mm. exclusives, even like the smaller game. Like I'm super pumped for Little Devil Inside. That game looks so sick. That looked fun. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm excited for Bug Snacks uh, because um, it's made by the same people who made Octodad. Um, oh, but, OK. But <laughs> yeah, but it gives me heavy, heavy Viva Pinata vibes. Um, yeah, I think they literally came out and said recently that was like one of their inspirations. Thank God, Viva dude, Pinata. because <laughs> the only thing that I miss, like, because I sold this is <laughs> people might hate me for this, but I sold my Xbox 360 and all of my Xbox games to buy a Wii U. Mm. Um, and so the only game there were two games that I missed. One was Dragon's Dogma, which is now on PC. So I have it and I'm, mm. and I'm cool with that. The other one is Viva Pinata. <laughs> And for some reason, Xbox hasn't put Xbox has like hasn't put Viva Pinata. They would make a killing if they put Viva Pinata on PC. Yeah, like, that's God definitely. dang it, dude! Viva Pinata is so freaking good. I need Viva Pinata. So if Bug Snacks fills that hole, then thank God. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wow. So, well, yeah, I mean, video it, games. Nice little uh, yeah. off topic yeah. tangent. I like it. Well, this is the first time I've had a chance to talk to you guys about the like like yeah, in person about the PlayStation Five. True. Right. <laughs> like yeah for sure sure. podcast is just us catching up now you know yeah that's a little treat for the podcast listeners yes if you endured all that horribleness through the rest of the episode you get a little treat a little a little tasty treat at the end hey brent should we read the uh should we read our our story that we got written oh Oh, we have some extra time yeah let's do that let's do that Yeah, why not we're we're approaching an hour and a half so that we'll we'll wrap it up with this yeah yeah so I'm sure you guys remember a few weeks ago we did an episode on creepypasta Ooh. hosted by our very own Jack Jackalope. Me. Um, and so in that episode, I I didn't remember that we did this, but apparently we had requested that if listeners wanted, they could send us their own creepypastas that they wrote. <laughs> I remember talking and, about um, it. I, I mean, time is so nebulous now. It feels like we recorded that like five years ago, but I guess it was like <laughs> three weeks ago, maybe at the most. <laughs> um. <laughs> It was so, last yeah. week, Brent. <laughs> yeah, not even. It was like two weeks ago, like literally. Um, but yeah, so my buddy uh, Dan uh, wrote us a creepypasta. So I'm going to read that for you guys now. So Hell yeah. A Brain Boggled Creepypasta by Dan. <gasps> At first, I didn't think there was anything unusual about the Brain Boggled podcast. I subscribed <laughs> to it and listened whenever a new episode came out. It had a familiar format with three guys talking about wacky wacky topics. Cults, reptilians, interdimensional Bigfoots, nothing out of the ordinary. With each episode I consumed, the more I began to notice something slightly odd. They were small at first. I noticed that the opening music changed subtly with each episode. It would speed up or change pitch inexplicably. Sometimes one of the host's audio would cut out suddenly or seem eerily distant. 
There were often long gaps of silence where I could just barely make out a soft whimpering. <laughs> After a few months, things began to escalate. Episode lengths became began to increase one hour, two hours, three hours? Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> they were also being released with increasing frequency. I would turn on my phone and see that 10 to 20 new episodes had been released within a single day. <laughs> Could you imagine? I couldn't keep up with all of that fresh content. I tried to unsubscribe, but each time I did, some other podcast would disappear from my player. Soon there was only brain boggled. I won't lie. I was scared. <laughs> I could feel a dark presence within the heart of the podcast. There was something in there that, that wanted to come out. I wanted to stop. I wanted to toss my phone into the woods, but I kept listening. <laughs> this is literally every creepypasta ever. This is amazing. Things came to a head when episode 666 appeared. <gasps> it was titled, You Made It. <laughs> oh, God. I have the chills. <laughs> It was over six hours long. It consisted of violent and human shrieks and menacing laughter. Oh my god. At, at the very end, the three hosts said in unison, You have made it. You have made it to the end of the podcast. You live here now. <laughs> I want us to do that in unison the next time we record in person. No, we have to do 666 on episode 666. Okay, okay. It'll okay. be six hours well, it'll be seven hours and six minutes, but six, yeah. six, six. My uh, blood turned cold. <gasps> My vision turned black. I yelled for help, but it was for no use. I was trapped in the podcast forever. Let's talk about Casper mattresses. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Dan, Dan, oh, oh Dan, that God. was amazing. You are that was a my great, great face. Oh, that's so good. Oh, hey I guys, love that, that really, oh, oh, I couldn't it, but it was really good. Reverse that and try to find out what Brent said. <laughs> oh God, no, that was amazing, Dan. Right. Thank you for sending uh, that in. That was some good you, stuff. Dan. On that note, I think we're gonna sign off. Yeah. So let's, Thank you let's get our plugs listening. in. He was right about one thing. You know, what? we are getting longer and longer. The lengths. <laughs> yeah, we are getting longer. And the occasional distance from microphone thing was true. also true of yeah, us. That's, that's true. <laughs> and the if screaming. You, uh, if you want to send us a creepypasta or or a uh, or a new uh, topic, like um, last week's topic was sent in by a fan, or you just want to say hey, or you just want to, or you want to say you hate us, we'll uh, take that too. <laughs> um, send us a uh, an email at uh, brainbogglepodcast at gmail That's brainbogglepodcast at gmail.com you could also contact <laughs> you could also contact us on our social meds we have a twitter at brainbogglepod we have an instagram at brainboggled you can dm us on there leave a comment on any of our posts uh, retweet us uh, tweet at us anything uh, to get in contact with us um, we're not that big so we see pretty much everything Right, yeah, yeah. That, that that gets sent to us. Even if we were on the social meds, we'd see yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would. We'd be able to hire someone to see everything. <laughs> um, 
Uh, what else do we plug? Our merch. Uh, go over yeah, to brainbogglepodcast.com <laughs> uh, and uh, check out our store page. Um, recently, my mom ordered some stuff for Father's Day. Yeah, sorry, nice, Abby. It's nice. probably uh, not coming in because yeah. of that. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, one note about the merch <laughs> is that because of COVID-19, things are a little bit slower to ship out, so yeah. do be aware of that, but still check that shit out. I think Go it's it. mainly... Um, like apparel um because my mom ordered uh stickers and a hat that weren't Mm. or not stickers she ordered a hat um that wasn't delayed that much but the shirt or whatever that she ordered was yeah they're out of the the manufacturers are out of stock for the shirts right now so we're just kind of waiting for a shipment so yeah expect delays but we still would appreciate the support and if you want to support us on patreon you can get something right now which is our bonus apps without having to uh Wait. Yeah, we have many, many bonus apps on there, mainly talking about movies. Um, I guess we decided in this podcast that we'll do one on The Last of Us once I play it. Right, some some sort of video game stuff. I yeah. know you're playing Control right now, Jack, and yeah, we've all we played Control, Control at this point. Too. I do literally finished Control, like, on Friday, or, or it was, like, yeah. last week. So, like, I'm still fresh in my brain. I'm down to do Control. Yeah, we can, yeah, so we're, we're going to sneak in some gaming topics in there for all you lead yeah, gamers we'll, out there. Um, we'll probably we should post a uh, we'll post um, a poll on Patreon. So one of the one mm. of the things if you if you um, pledge at least a dollar a month, you'll get access. Or, ooh, are polls a dollar or are polls three dollars? I think they're three. Three dollars. If you get at least three. if yep. you get at least if you pledge at least three dollars a month, um, you'll get access to all of our bonus episodes, and we will post. Uh, polls every now and again um, when we don't really know what to do a uh, bonus episode on. So um, we will probably post a um, a poll asking if you want to hear about Control or The Last of Us. If you don't know those games, we'll, we'll give it. We'll also like I can do that. We'll give a quick description of the mm-hmm. uh, of the game of like what sort of things go on in there. Um, because I'm, since I'm currently like still playing control, I would like whichever one we decide, I'll just finish first probably. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, you can, you can finish the last of us like in a day. Yeah. Right? Last it's, of it's us is a relatively game. a short story. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, if you want to, uh, support us, that's our Patreon. Our Patreon link is brain boggle podcast or brain or sorry, patreon.com forward slash brain boggle podcast. Yes. Um, the so links check that are out. in our show notes as well. And on our mm-hmm. website. Um, so check all that good stuff. And also again, just to bring it back to the black lives matter stuff. I've been including the, uh, black Lives matters, black lives matters dot card dot co in our description too. So go check that out too, so that you can support in any way you can with that stuff. So yeah. that's been in the descriptions, um, go basically since all this stuff started. So check that out too, please do it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank right, you guys. guys. Peace. Awesome. See you next week. Signing off. See y'all. One of us. One, One of us. us.